0: Summer and mangoes are an age-old cliché that we will never get tired of. Whether they are raw and green, ready to be pickled or sweet yellow, waiting to be devoured by our bare hands, every mango has a story behind it. In this audio library, we will be dipping ourselves into memories of mangoes with seven very special stories.
1: So it was 2013, and I was in ninth grade. Our summer vacations had just gotten over. I think it was around mid-June, and we were supposed to go back to school, right? But we didn't want to. So even though we got dressed for school, me and my friends, a uh, lot of us decided that we would skip school, play what the Americans called hooky, and go. To the zoo. Now Bhubnish Zoo is pretty good. It has all kinds of animals, so like let's go look at animals and have fun. Who wants to go to school? Let's extend us our vacation by a day. So we go to the go to the zoo and as our luck could have it, uh, we saw a teacher there who was on leave that day for some reason. Right. Maybe he wanted to extend his vacations also, I don't know. But he saw us there. And then he called back to the school. Then we had to all go back to the school. And there, there was this meeting that was called. And this was a small school. Um, the principal knew all of our parents. And a lot of teachers knew all of our parents as well. So our class teacher and another teacher, I think, she was a social studies teacher. And the principal, they were all there. And uh, we were asked to wait outside. And while we waited outside, uh, the guy who waits outside the principal's office, I I don't know what what he's called, the guard, he was there outside the office and he was eating mangoes. He offered us some. So we started eating mangoes and then uh, one of my friends started crying. He's like, what is going to happen? They're going to suspend me. And he was eating mangoes while he cried. It was funny. So we all started laughing. But then we all stopped because they the principal called us in and they started telling us about how it's all wrong and stuff. The principal himself was eating mangoes, okay? And he was trying to speak, but if he was eating mangoes, so he would just shut up and then eat some more. And all of us tried very hard to not laugh, we were stifling our laughter because you know no one's gonna take that seriously. But after a point, it's just funny because it was like this whole mango and it was just ripping at it. It was very funny. And therefore, <laughs> a friend of mine just burst out laughing. <laughs> and then the rest of us, who were trying so hard to not laugh, all started laughing. And then the, the principal lost it. it. was like, wow, you're laughing. What are you laughing at? And then we said, nothing, nothing. We're sorry. But then he... Obviously, you have to be dumb to not understand that they were laughing at you. <laughs> it all went downhill because after that he said... Uh, I was thinking of letting you all go this time, but now you laughed. So, you have a week's suspension, and then you called our homes, whatever. So, in a way, we did get an extension to the summer vacation, but it was... And it was sad. Then, the guy who had cried there, outside the principal's office, started crying again. And we were all, like, "Stop crying. But then we were all scared, what's going to happen at home. Then we all went home. And got, like, a year full. <laughs> and since then, I just try not to look at people eating mangoes because it's just both funny and extremely sad.
0: That story by Artish Padhi came from the coastal state of Odisha. As president of the Mango Haters Club, you can find Artish immersed in philosophical and political debates. He is also a poet with a peculiar taste for both stirring and disturbing images. Jumping from the Bay of Bengal to the Arabian Sea, Our next story comes from the port city of Mangalore. Mehna Achar, a proud karnaga, always finds a place for witty humour in her life. She is also an artist whose comic-like sketches talk about everyday struggles.
2: I grew up in a lush, green space with a lot of wild, unruly plants, and standing tall amidst all of this greenery are three old mango trees that bear fruit almost every summer. There are households that purchase pure-bred mangoes like Alfonso, what we call Apus, and Dasheri, but in our house, like the rest of the flora, the mangoes are wild. The fruit has a large seed inside. It's quite stringy and pulpy and not completely sweet-tasting. Actually always a little bit of sour thrown in, even at its ripest. We have eaten so much of this variety itself that all the pure, expensive mango tastes quite dull and bland, like there was that kick missing. My favourite part of growing up uh, with resident mango trees is the fresh pickle that my mother makes, using raw, homegrown mango. A recipe that was handed down to her by her mother-in-law. We call this mango pickle tokku. Nothing tastes better with our Sunday special dish called ganji, that is a puffed rice porridge that we make, Then tangy tokku. Sprinkle some salt and a spoon of ghee into the mixture and there you have it, the most delicious meal ever. The taste of which is everything that home stands for. Even describing this kind of makes me drool. <laughs> um, I regularly pack and take a little bit of mango tukku with me when I go away from home. So that I'm taking a little bit of the summer wherever I go so that the taste of home lingers for longer.
3: I too, like most Indians, have your fair share of yellow, droplet-dripping, sultry-licking Katrina kef Maza commercial-like stories to share about mangoes, if I were asked to. The fruit has indeed been woven deeply into the summer nostalgia of a country that has gone as far as bestowing upon it the prestigious title of National Fruit. In Malayalam, we have a quote that roughly translates to Only as you get close to the seed, you become aware of the sourness of the mango. I am truly amazed at the ability of my people to equate the process of eating the fruit to a method of character judgment. I recently acknowledged the value of the fruit when my family managed to procure mangoes in the midst of a global pandemic and the shortage of essential food supplies that comes with it. It was the whole expedition, The entire building had placed an order for a truck that was to reach at 6.30pm sharp and deliver a box of half-ripe Alfonso mangoes to every house that had placed an order. The entire chain of command was set up as to how the boxes will reach the respective floors and the plan was set into motion via the building's WhatsApp group. Exhausting, yes? But I did have mango milkshake for breakfast for a week straight after that this anecdote however is set about fifteen years in the past when i lived in a building in a slightly embarrassing part of town i was born in mumbai and i lived here almost my entire life but never learnt a single word of marathi apart from making the proud proclamation of amchi mumbai that becomes important because my best friend Manu, who used to watch me dance on Bolichuria every evening in the building's talent show, was Maharashtran, as was his Ajji, who made the best Amras in all the world and spoke only in Marathi. Humid summer afternoons when we play in the heat all day were made so much better with plates of oily hot puri dipped into Aji's cold smooth ambras that left a blanket of cardamom aftertaste on your yellow tongue. Aji dressed me up in a nawari sari when I played a traditional fisher-folk in the school play. Whatever little marathi I picked up was probably from her as she'd sliced little mangoes into a chill steel bowl. I moved away to a better, cooler part of town a year later and I never bothered to keep in touch with Manu or Ajji after that. Few years ago, my mother told me that Ajji had passed away and my heart sank when I remembered her broken teeth forming into a lopsided smile on those amras afternoons. This summer, I thought of her again when I made a large katori of that divine dish and added a little extra elichi that would dance on my tongue for long after, as Aji would have. And just like that, I managed to steal back a little happy summer memory. Meghna Yesudas spends her day
0: dreaming of beaches, wine, and the cobbled streets of Kolaba. If you're lucky you might come across one of her parodies of DIY makeup videos. However, what you will certainly find on the internet are her poems that leave behind a scent of nostalgia. Living in Bangalore, Meghna third of the house Nair lives between homes of her parents and grandparents. In the middle, she enjoys theatre, draws cute pinterest doodles, travels, and invites friends over to her two homes for food meant for the soul.
4: My earliest and fondest memories about mangoes are linked with three things. Long drives, rains and my grandmother's. When I was a kid, we used to own a mango farm in the outskirts of Bangalore. In the beginning of every summer, we would drive as a family for about 60 kilometers to handpick the first mangoes of the season. Every mango's fate was already sealed when put into the car trunks. Some would go on to become pickles that would last for ages and travel across the globe and the others would be eaten right away. My maternal grandmother is infamous for her different types of mango pickles. From the precise cutting to the adding of the right spices, her attention to detail is what makes this a favourite among my NRI cousins. My paternal grandmother, on the other hand, is known for her various savoury recipes that hero the mango like no other. The manga pulshedhi. A curd-based mango curry is the highlight of our vishu meals. This dish is enough to get all our mouths watering. It's an embodiment of all that she is. Warmth, vibrance and good taste. Both my grandparents' houses have always had mango trees surrounding them that bear the best fruits and memories for the summer. This is probably why I never really missed the farm after we sold it. There's nothing like running in the rain stoning mangoes from high treetops and then getting yelled at by the adults for having entered the house all drenched with yellow stained collars and sticky fingers.
5: Mangoes are like nature's birthday gift to me. Each year round I would look forward to devouring a platter of mangoes more than my own birthday and it honestly made me feel a little bit special. In my family, the sour mangoes are reserved for me and me only, and I turn into an absolute savage sucking on the seeds. A funny tale from when I was younger would be the time we would travel to India during the summers. I would go to visit my grandma's, and we had these two amazing mango trees that would bear the most beautiful fruit I've ever tasted. Unfortunately, the monkeys would get to the mangoes before we could, and I took this as a personal offence. How dare the monkeys steal my birthday gift? A practice passed down from my grandfather was to aim a decommissioned gun at the monkeys, try and shoo them away. It worked, and the monkeys would scurry off. So there I was, a little kid, trying to defend the trees. I was barely able to prop up the gun, but I was shouting at the top of my lungs and screaming like a hooligan. I was probably worrying the neighbours, as my nan quickly came to the garden and coaxed me inside under the pretense of a sour mango.
0: Having lived across continents, Rahul Balaji has seen Diaspora on first-hand basis. Apart from being a cheerleader like health enthusiast for his friends and also strangers, Rahul is found on stage being dramatic and behind his laptop, typing away his psychology research paper, formatting every text into APA religiously. Cricket, street theatre, Tamil films, lasting friendships and an occasional milkshake are some of the loves of Khaja Hussain. You'd see him in the nearby friend-in-need zone, trying his best to help.
6: Uh, Every year, uh, summer for me was at my grandma's place. And this was way back in 2007 or 2008, when there was no TV at my grandma's place. The only way to entertain ourselves was cricket and uh, some other random activities. So cricket was in the morning and the evening. But what to do at the remaining time. So then every boy of our street had a Walkman with them. Where they can play the song. So the Walkman set with the earphone cost some around 50 rupees. Then. So I asked my mom to buy me a Walkman. She said no. So my friend and I decided to buy Walkman's by ourselves so there was this mango farm very adjacent or very close to my grandma's place so one one day we decided that we'll steal mangoes from there and sell in the market so we went there the person was there uh, like guarding the huge mango gardens but anyhow we sneaked in we climbed onto the trees some three four trees got some around 30 to 40 mangoes we didn't know the actual rate of mangoes then so we, and we all we needed is a hundred rupees so we all did we sold all these 30 to 40 mangoes just for 100 bucks so that we get two walkmans one for each so i think that's the best thing i can say i have had memories of mangoes
7: summer of 2019 as a journalism intern who had woken up at four thirty for her project I made my way across to a farmland which was 35 kilometers from the city. As I got there, I watched in awe at this farmland that was hundreds of acres wide filled with mango trees. A celebration of the king of fruits. Not only did it have a table that was 100 feet filled with mango-based delicacies. It also conducted tours and told folk tales about the fruit. And it's important to remember that Chennai has had a long tryst with the fruit itself. Mango is to Chennai summers what the cool breeze during margari is for its winters. Mango has always found a way to our palate, regardless of the form it came in. Was it raw and green? It found a way to our pickles and our chutneys. Was it wholesome and ripe? It would find a way into our sambars and our pachadis. Or if we were feeling particularly lazy that day, a hundred percent, we would just cut open the fruit and devour it whole.
0: A trained classical dancer, freelance journalist and actor, Abhirami Rao can be seen travelling around in Chennai autos, her hair braving against the wind. She enjoys the arts, being witty, wearing saris, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. A singular fruit has been a constant in all these stories, as well as this season despite the global atrocities as we bid farewell to the mango season its subtle smell still lingers becoming one with the atmosphere and the nostalgia that we always carry within